0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a
1: hard Nick's life. A hard Nick's life. Oh, it's a hard Nick's life.
0: knicks fans and what is up barry motherfucking dig. what is up craig look at that hair fresh cut fresh cut yes can i see it
2: let's turn your head to the side you want me to fucking turn around in my swivel chair give you the 360 look at this what do you call that uh, i don't know i didn't like this barber though you know it's a new barber i go to and i liked the guy last week he wasn't there this time so i got this drug addict oh nice you know those chatterboxes. That I don't know. I didn't love it, but whatever. <laughs> How do you know he's a drug addict? We're his hands shaky or something? Just had that feeling, but he knew the Knicks. I was wearing a Knicks sweatshirt, and he actually like knew what he was talking about. Oh, did you give him a he sticker? Had the game. I didn't. You didn't tell everybody who, that other guy you met. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was in the bike <laughs> shop last week, and uh, this guy's wearing Knicks pants. He's got the matching Knicks kicks. He's got a Nick sweatshirt on Underneath his blue jacket
0: And his blue glasses You make him sound like a Like a young cool guy By the way But he's... No he was like He was like 52-ish 52-year-old white dude 52-ish year old white
2: dude But I waited till Because um, I wasn't helping him With the sale Somebody else was I waited till he was finished And then I, I walked over to him This was Sunday Super Bowl Sunday, and I was like, you know, it was like 1.30. I was like, you know, I'm working, so I can't be watching the game. But if I was home, I'd be watching the game. He's like, oh, my son's watching the game. He's like, you remember the, uh, the Przingis draft? Said, yeah. He's like, well, remember on TV they cut to that kid that was crying and the dad that
0: was booing? He's like, that's me. That was my kid. That was That's <laughs> his claim to fucking fame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I couldn't wait to tell me. And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper, over there in that clean white tee. Waiting in the wings. Except it's covered in cookies and cream crumb cake. Because he's been devouring that thing all week. We've all seen it on Twitter.
1: It's true. I have been. It's gone.
0: Every step of the way. Been showing daily updates. Daily updates <laughs> of the fucking aluminum tin that it comes in.
1: Listen, inquiring minds want to know.
0: Do they? Does anybody want to know? You eat your crumb cake with a spoon?
1: No, no. The spoon is in there because, you know, the crumbs, because of the crumb, ke- the Oreos, there were so many crumbs. I was using that to scoop everything up. You
0: don't want to leave any of those plump crumbs. No, no.
1: I wasn't letting anything. No, no man gets left behind. No,
0: I used it for cleanup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't, you know, and I'm not going to sit there and pick it up with my fingers because some of them are tiny. So I just, I wait till there are a lot of crumbs and then I scoop them all up. <laughs>
0: Wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that has ruined Crumb Cake for you for the rest of your life. Because now every time you think of it, you're going to think of us and that sexy track of music and Jay's Crème. <laughs> Ugh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're, <laughs> they're oh going to want that. <laughs> no, nobody wants to. Well, that we've ruined it for everybody. Those plump crumbs. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. Barry, you're a resident better. What's going on? I'm
2: staring at my futures here. They do not look good, Craig. Remember at the beginning of the season, I said Obi Toppin was sitting at like 12 and a half points over (laughs) on the (laughs) And you're like, oh, that's an easy over. He's (laughs) an offensive machine. You Uh, don't have to worry about that. That's nothing. What a mistake. When the guy's in for fucking 10 minutes a game, it's not so easy. (sighs) Ugh. I'm sorry. That money is
0: gone. <laughs> well, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost everything you can imagine. And of course, they have a 24-hour online casino. Head to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, we have lost now two in a row to the Miami Heat. We're a streaky team. If you haven't noticed, we won two in a row. Now we've lost two in a row. Two tough losses to the Heat. But we did get our first chance to see D. Rose in a Knicks uniform following that big trade. It's kind of cool that Thibodeau put Emmanuel Quickly and Derek Rose in at the same exact time, right? It is. And we've
2: been yeah. saying that Austin Rivers doesn't belong in this rotation. He doesn't deserve to be in it. I don't want to see him in it. So if I had my, you know, one of my top two choices would be
0: what happened, which is Rose and quickly coming in off the bench together. They played really well together. Did you know that they were both coached by Coach Calipari? I did. Because
1: of Memphis.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yep. And their, their rookie coaches were both Thibodeau. And did you hear about the dinner that Derrick Rose had with Obi and Emmanuel before that game? What about it? I mean, I heard about it. What did you hear about it? <laughs> Tell me. Maybe well, you know just something The, I don't the know. message, that what Derrick Rose told Obi and Emmanuel, I just thought it
2: was great. He said- Yeah, he's like, here's my digits, bro. Hit me up anytime. Doesn't matter what time of night.
0: Yeah, well, he said he can call him. That's right. (laughs) He also said, look, I'm not here to try to take over anything. I'm just here to play hard and help you guys get better. And then, Emmanuel, this is from a GQ article, which we'll talk more about later. Then after the game the next day, Derek Rose told them, if you get it, don't be looking for me. Just go up and do your thing. And the same thing if I get it. I'll go up and do my thing. Let's just play off each other and do things like that. And uh, I just love hearing that because I feel like some players are on like one-year deals, two-year deals. It se- feels like they're always looking out for their themselves for the most part. It's great to have a veteran come in like that. You could tell when Derrick Rose was playing in that first game how he was sharing the ball, how everything was flowing better with the offense, so much better than when Al- when Alfred's in.
2: It sounds really good, um, and and I believe it too. You know, listening to Derrick Rose talk after that uh, after his first game against the Heat. Um, and talking about how things are different now than it was a few years ago when he was here. He was put in positions to do things that he really wasn't comfortable doing, you know, as far as taking shots, he wasn't comfortable taking. And this is just a totally different situation. He feels so much more at home here. You could tell this was his, you know, one of his primary destination spots to land. And, you know, having him being that mindset and the experience that he brings and the fact that he wants to take on this role, I think it's, I think it's great. You know, I've really come around... On this trade, I never hated it, but but I'm starting to really really like it, and 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 you could see it on the court, you know, even just after that one short game? sample size that we after, saw after
0: after like five minutes. It's only it, one game, I, it gave
2: me a good feeling, dude. <laughs> it gave me a good feeling. And again, I mean, he was shooting great. Don't get me wrong. He's not. Yeah. We're not going to see this type of Derrick Rose performance, and
0: you know, the first five minutes of action every time, where he's knocking down three point shots. And but he made it was a, it was a clear difference when he came in. There was a great tweet that I read. Someone wrote. I don't remember who wrote it. Derrick Rose is the best next point guard since Derrick Rose. <laughs>
1: and I
0: thought that was great because yeah, when he came in, that pass to Obi.
1: Oh yeah, the, the, oh, the that no look. Nice. That was great. Well, That's yeah, a, and Obi's, that was a tough Obi set,
0: the, Obi set the pick, and then Derrick Rose immediately went just straight to the hoop, no hesitation. And o- Obi rolled to the hoop too, and then the no look to Obi for the slam. Dude, we have not seen that. <laughs> at all from our point guards. No, he
2: knew he wanted to get it to him and and Obi finished it. That was not an easy dunk to make because the angle that he was on and the pressure that was on him and he finished it. That was was great from start to finish. That play
0: just made you remember like how bad we've had it with point guards. And Emmanuel Quickly has been great. And he's been awesome to watch. But Derrick Rose is Derrick Rose. And you're going to see him just command that offense. And the way he... I just... I can't forget how how just instinctively and immediately and aggressively he just went straight to the hoop on that play. And nobody could stop him. Yeah. And if they went with, on
1: a... Didn't they go on a 25 to 5 run as soon as the two of them were put in? Yeah,
2: right? they did. They certainly did. And the with the two of them playing together too, it's like you don't mind the ball being out of Quickly's hands because you know that he's a you know, such a, a great shooter from three. So now you got another shooter that you got on the outside while Derrick Rose is taking the ball handling responsibilities. So it's pretty cool the fact that they can share the ball and they both can penetrate and dish and have, you know, um, you know c- can create both of them. Uh, so it brings such a dynamic to that lineup, and which is why the bench, you know, did so well in this game,
0: in this last game. I don't know how much longer Thibodeau is going to be able to keep I don't think he's gonna be able to keep Derrick Rose from starting for much longer. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he's starting tonight against Washington. But like, the two of them together are just so much better than Alfred Payton and whoever you want to put at shooting guard for us, whether it's RJ or or Bullock. I mean, obviously, if Quickly and Rose are in the starting lineup together, RJ's moving to the three. But just those two guys are such a drastic difference from Bullock and Payton that how are they not going to be in the starting lineup? within the next, like, week. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. The one thing that, that is in favor of Alfred and Bullock continuing to start is that once you put D-Rose D- and or quickly in starting lineup, that bench just gets depleted, which is why I think they're definitely going to be looking to add another a scoring guard over these next few weeks. And that's why we're hearing names like J.J. Redick, Victor Oladipo, Zach Levine. Do you have your pick, Barry, of, of any of those guys who you think would help this team?
2: Well, I mean, any of them are going to help this team. Obviously, but yeah, I mean, JJ Redick is is appetizing because obviously for him, out of the names you just mentioned, you'd have to give up the least.
1: And he's not having a good shooting year, though. He's having awful season. But yeah, but
0: he's not. Jay, he's He's been consistently consistently great for the past like thirteen years. Also, the
1: oldest of the three by far.
0: Yeah, I mean, something about Zach Levine really gets me excited. He's just an electric scorer, and we don't have anyone like that.
2: He's going to have an amazing season this year. In the past, it, like, it seems like he's quite streaky. Um, but yeah, this year, he's elevated his game to another level. He's been consistent.
1: Did you say he gets you excited?
0: Of those three, he gets me the most excited, yeah.
1: Do you want my pants off or on? No? No reaction to that one?
0: What do you want him to say, Jay. <laughs> We were talking about this before the show, Jay. You, you you can't set up your own fucking <laughs> right.
1: clips. I've been waiting to play that one. I, I got a good one it's for that. It's so Barry, obvious.
0: Too. Like, right when you said that, I was like, oh, boy, here we fucking go. What's he going to do? You said
1: excited, so, I mean, do you want my what pants you... off or on?
2: And, Jay, don't take our silence that, that that was a bad drop. I think that was a good drop. I think that was good.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I just didn't know how to respond to, right, How do exactly. you respond to that? It's kind of awkward. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm asking myself if I want the pants on or off. <laughs> We'll get used to it, Jay. Don't worry about it. You keep doing it. If the two of you weren't here, I would say off, but you're here. (laughs) And then what'd you guys think in that second, in the fourth quarter, right? Again, the Knicks are in a tight game with the Heat. We've been in a lot of tight games lately. It's always a fucking struggle, but the Heat are also a good defensive team, right? They were playing great defense, especially that first quarter. Crazy defense. Yeah. Well, we couldn't do anything down the stretch. And of course, I wasn't surprised by it. I fully expected it. Thibodeau went with Peyton in those final minutes, even though it was so obvious that Derrick Rose would have been better out there. But I understand why he went with Peyton. You know, Derrick Rose literally just got with the team that day. Hadn't even practiced, correct? Hadn't even practiced. And you know, in like team practices, the limited team practice that they have, you're
2: always practicing that final play. You're down two. You're down one. You're down three. Inbounds play. You're practicing those plays constantly so that you know how
0: they're going to go. And yeah, this is Derrick Rose's first game. I think I think it was more about just not wanting to to show up, Alfred. Yeah, in, really? in that first game. Yeah, because th- then you're essentially just being like, Alfred, you suck. You know, <laughs> we're going to here put in this guy who showed up an hour before the game and had a little shoot around for us. He's going to close the game with us. Then you're basically telling Alfred, listen, your time is done. Derrick Rose is going to be taking over the starting spot. In the next game, I think that Tibbs is going to end up starting Derek Rose um, on Friday. Really? This is a long stretch of practices we've had now between the last game. I think two or three days off, right? Two days off. The Knicks always play really well when they come back from a nice stretch off because they've had a bunch of practices. And you know, Derek Rose has been working with the team. I fully expect him to be starting in this game. Wow. I'd bet on it. What You would? I would bet on it.
1: Really?
2: That's crazy. (laughs) I I say it's crazy because he hasn't changed the fucking starting
0: lineup all season. It's happening Friday. All right. Did you guys read any of this GQ article with Emmanuel Quickly? I did. I did. I read it before. I enjoyed it because whenever you
2: hear Quickly speak, it's so, you know, it's like these short snippets. So, like, he always gets in something about God, which is fine. And, you know, it's always like these short, like, Textbook type answers. So this was a chance in this long form article to hear a bunch of different types of questions and get a little bit better sense of quickly. I love I love
0: the article actually. Yeah, you learned a lot more about him. What, so some of the interesting things was he's only been to he's not even sure one, one maybe two, two NBA <laughs> games in his life. One, right. Derek Rose was playing in the right. game. How cool is which that? Funny. <laughs> it was great listening to that.
2: It was great listening to him, you know, talk about his interaction with Lou Williams, which we saw a little bit during the
0: game. It's, it's always oh, funny Oh, yeah, that when, was great.
1: It's always funny when you have them say that so-and-so who's still playing in the league was my favorite player. Like for Lou Williams, I mean, part of that's cool. Like you were my favorite player growing up, but it's also like, how fucking old does that? that, must that make you feel?
0: Yeah, quickly sure. said that after he scored a couple back-to-back buckets, uh, Lou Williams went up to him and said, oh, you're a killer, huh? And then quickly said, yeah, a little bit. And then he told him that he was one of his favorite players growing up. yeah. yeah. And uh, one of my favorite answers from Quickly in the whole interview was he said that during his interview with the Knicks before the draft, Scott Perry asked him, what do people misconstrue about you? What do people not really know? And he said, I'm a nice guy off the floor, but on the floor, I'll do anything to win. And I got that dog. I'm not going to get excited about people calling themselves dogs because we've we've heard that before. <laughs> um <laughs> Marcus yeah I, he said i feel like you really can't see it unless you play on the floor with me or play against me I'm a competitor I'll do anything to win and I think we see that he doesn't act like a rookie out there he draws fouls like a veteran you know you could tell that the opposing teams get frustrated by that right they start they some teams have started doubling up on him a fucking rookie that was drafted 25th in the league and even when they double him up he handles it like beautifully yeah, and then one of my other favorite quotes was just that at the end of that article, he was saying that you know he'll never he th- he thinks he'll never be satisfied wherever he gets. He could become an all star, and he still won't be satisfied. Um, he'll never feel like he made it. Oh, you love hearing that shit.
2: Love because you that. know that like any any player that makes it to that status, that's the same exact mentality that they have. And maybe most of these guys have that mentality, and you know, and you know, very few of them make it. But just the fact that that that's how he's bred. You know that's the type of uh, mentality you want in your player,
0: especially your rookie player that you could have here a few years. Yeah, and he's a really simple guy. He said one of his favorite things to do is just to go to the mall.
1: Yeah, right. I found that like <laughs> who even does who even goes to the mall? That's who what even he likes knew that, to do. that people that age even knew what the freaking mall was at this point? He just said he likes to hoop and play video games. You know, he said he seems like just a really simple guy who just he just wants to play ball and that's it
0: but i really truly did love hearing that thing that he will never be satisfied he'll never feel like he made it because that's just going to keep him going it's going to keep him pushing i appreciate investing my fandom in someone like that because that means when he gets a big contract or he's not just playing for a contract he's he's never going to feel like he made it
2: look you've heard this you've heard from multiple coaches multiple coaches that he's had whether it's from kentucky or from this new staff that he continually asks questions, he's at these guys' hips, um, you know, when following them around, you know, trying to learn from them. Derek Rose, knowing the guy for 48 hours, said he's already asking him questions after questions um, to learn. You know, so Derek sees that in him, that he's got, you know, just this extra, extra thing that, that a lot of rookies don't have. You know, a lot of these rookies come, you know, that are that are first round picks come in with this chip on their shoulder, this cockiness about them. No, he's he's a student of the game. He wants to learn. And now he's got the benefit of having Derrick Rose, former MVP, you know, youngest MVP in the league, you know, to to guide him. Think about that.
0: He's now going to be learning from Derrick Rose. The the other games of this season, he was learning from Alfred Payton.
2: Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) a little different, you think? A little different. And Derrick Rose, who's at a different point, completely different point in his career compared to Alfred Payton, who's not looking to fight him for a starting job, but looking to help create something on a team, bring a team back. He has nothing to prove, Derrick Rose. You know, Alfred has shit to prove. The big thing about Derrick Rose coming back to the Knicks was that it was a comfortable place for him. It was a homecoming, and it wasn't a homecoming because he was on the Knicks before. It was a homecoming for him because Tibbs is here, yeah. Worldwide Wes is here. You know, he, he's known these guys since he was in the eighth grade, and then he spent so Gibson much time. Taj Gibson is here too. It's a comfortable spot
0: yeah. for him to be, in. he he considers these guys his family. Trust you know? is huge. And, Trust yeah. is huge.
2: Yeah,
0: and that's I mean that's one of the reasons why I'm excited about him teaching guys like Obi and just playing with them and putting them in good positions to succeed. Because Derek Rose, he he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't have anything to prove. He doesn't have to play for a starting job. He doesn't have to play for his next contract. He's just going to be himself and help the team. He trusts Tibbs enough where once Tibbs puts him in the starting lineup, he knows he's going to fucking be there the rest of the season.
2: Yeah. Rose wants to be here and Rose knows that he's wanted. Right.
0: You know, he's generally wanted. That's why, you know, he's brought in here. Guys, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company is changing the crumb cake game. I'm going to get the sexy music playing here again, even though I think we might be overdoing it at this point, but maybe this is the last one. Craig, Sunday is Valentine's Day, bro. Okay, well, yeah, sure. So maybe after that, we'll cut it out. But Jay, you ordered the cookies and cream crumb. You've had it in your possession for the past few days. Mm -hmm. I want you, for this ad, to just tell everybody... Like what it felt like when you opened that box, you started undressing that cake and you started shoving it down your throat. All right. You know, it's
1: interesting you use the word undressing because you really do have to undress it. Hmm. Because, I mean, once you open up, well, first of all, you know, it comes in a big box, which then you got to open that up. And then there's all those, you know, <laughs> like peanut, packaged peanuts in, <laughs> in there. And then you open up the box and then within the box, it's wrapped in plastic. Oh. It's not like you're just opening the box and there's the cake. So you really are. Is that like, how they it all come? feels like you're undressing. Is that how they all come? Yeah.
0: It's like shrink-wrapped in plastic, right? Did you admire it at first? Did you start undressing it right away? No, no.
1: I tore that thing right open. I Right away, I was just... You didn't carefully undress wait. it. No, no. I forget <laughs> it. The, the, it was off really quickly.
0: And how, how did it feel going down?
1: It was, it was spectacular. I mean, a <laughs> nice, moist cake. The delicious creme and those crumbs. I mean,
0: as plump as advertised, or
1: I love Oreos to begin with. And these Oreo crumbs were just, I mean, they were spectacular.
0: So, you enjoyed your time with her?
1: She's gone. I mean, she's she's gone.
0: So, would you say you cremed on the creme? (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) guys, from holiday gift boxes. (laughs) Wow, so fucking filthy.
1: That's just so
0: filthy. Boy, that escalated quickly. You need, you need like Jay, love it. You need like one more thing that you can just go back and forth with that one, right, Barry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A similar one. Jason. Yes, similar. Okay. I'm sorry. Similar theme. Guys, from holiday gift boxes to the world-famous Crumpkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription you get for 3, 6, or 12 months. Go to Clarksonhavecrum.com. Use promo code HARDNICKSLIGHT for 23% off your order. Guys, y'all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. Okay. Hold up. Before we get oh. into the news, Uh-oh. dude, your tweets are, have been out of control lately. In terms of what? You're the fucking weirdest tweeter. I swear Why? to God. You're having a show with us tonight, right? Yeah. You're talking to us tonight for a good half an hour about the Knicks. Right. What did you tweet this morning? To me and Barry.
1: Who Who's going to start? Why do just fucking talk about
0: it? You tweeted to us. <laughs> Who do you think is going to start? Well, I just start? tweeted it out there. I just tagged you in it. <laughs> at Hard Life and at Barry Dworkin. I was just tagging And then Barry's you responding the and I'm seeing it. I'm like, am I supposed to fucking respond to this?
1: I was just tagging you that's it it wasn't you shouldn't necessarily do that a just ask the question. question for
0: you you should maybe do a poll or something I don't I don't need you to
1: tell me how to
0: tweet you yeah, I do actually because you tweet <laughs> you tweet so. like you're trying to have a conversation with people I've read conversation back and forth conversations that you have with people on Twitter that's not what fucking Twitter's for is it
1: yeah to interact with people.
0: Who is that? Who is that woman that you were talking to? Which woman? Uh, the Ranger fan that you were like. Oh, I didn't know you were a Nick oh, fan. I thought you were just a Ranger fan. And then she was so like, "I
1: can't, I can't do that." <laughs> it's
0: like a personal conversation.
1: People don't talk to one another on Twitter. Well,
0: you might as well have been like, "How are your kids doing?" Or, you know, are they doing well? And then she's like, "Yeah, know. they're doing I mean, pretty good." You know, they So just got what's into... Twitter
1: for? Just to put out a comment and then not talk to anybody else? That's it. You
0: you use it like you're texting with someone. Barry, you haven't
2: experienced this? I didn't know that. That's where you're going. I thought you were going. Like, I saw a tweet of his that I think it was in response. Uh, who posted? It? I don't know. Was, I don't know if it was Berman or Begley. One of these guys just, you know, talked about how Nilakine is going to be out again. And Jay just, like, stated, like, a very obvious reply of, like, well, if if he wasn't out for COVID, you know, he'd be a DMP coach's decision.
1: Yeah, What's wrong with that? <laughs>
2: I don't know. It's just like,
1: I mean, what I I don't understand. Like, are you this. lighting up Twitter with your with your witty banter, Barry, about the Knicks? I got what no I witty mean?
2: banter. I'm just saying that that's like saying you know that it's going to be in you know it's twelve o'clock now in three hours it's going to be three p.m. <laughs> you know, it's, just, I don't even it's know what that like means. a you know. I was like, no shit, Frank's not going to fucking play. The, we, the other thing know, that's it's funny it's about right. Blandy
0: with Twitter, and you should all follow him. It's at Blandy Hooper. Because you'll get a kick you know, out of it you're too. You'll bust his balls on it but Jeez. Blandy gets so upset when he thinks he's being ghosted on Twitter and I'm not even sure exactly what that means but you texted it, us the other day that you were you you were yeah. convinced that you were ghosted.
1: yeah, I think I was because <laughs> literally nobody was seeing my tweets at all. It tells you how many people are seeing them and nobody was seeing them hmm. there's a site that you could go to to see if you've been shadow banned
0: All right well yeah it is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper, who fucking hates me
1: right now. <laughs> so, um, starting off with some COVID news. Uh, one positive uh, COVID test in the last batch of testing. If you remember the last batch, there was no positives at all. So it seems like they're getting stuff under control. I mean, clearly there's still a lot of guys that are going into the COVID protocols. I mean, look at Frank. Frank's in the COVID protocols.
0: Well, how do you think Frank got in that situation? Who's he hanging out with? I don't
1: know. I'm not I am not sure.
0: Um, I thought you were going to start playing the French music just (laughs) now.
1: No. Do you want me to do that? No. (laughs) I was going to try and I was going to pull out this one.
0: I'm so hard on Frank. But why don't you just start the French music rolling and like just be Frank and tell us about how you came down with COVID. Or how you, who you interacted with that had COVID.
1: Do you have anybody I could I could use? I mean, I don't, off the top of my head, what could I? What do you want me to say?
0: I Like it was the woman at the croissant shop or something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Is that what you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. I'd Like, okay, all right. Oh, oh. Well, was other morning? I went to the croissant shop, au bon pain, <laughs> and there was a lovely croissant in the uh, right there behind the glass, and I said, I want the croissant. And when I smelled the croissant, it had a weird smell to it. Did you have and your mask said, on when you smelled the croissant? Oh, uh, I did, so maybe that's why I did not uh, get the proper smell. Because when I started to eat the croissant, later on when I was home all by myself, just me and my candlelight. I took one bite and I said, this croissant, it does not taste so good.
0: So you think the croissant had... Covid on it because I've heard that the croissants they roll it up like that and the covid oh, can is get very into possible. the roll. Trap. The, yeah, trap, the woman
1: behind the counter, she was coughing and sneezing, oh. sweating so much. So
0: she rolled up the uh, croissant, the covid in the more croissant.
1: More than likely, yes, it was uh, she who made the croissant.
0: It was a Breaking chocolate, news. chocolate, chocolate and covid-filled croissant. <laughs>
1: I mean, all I took was, uh, you know, like seven or eight bites. I mean, I took that first one and I was like, "Mm, this does not taste so well. It may have the COVID, but then I just kept eating it because I figure I'm not playing. Why do I need to be in good shape? I can eat the
0: croissant. So you told the NBA after that that you think you might have had a COVID croissant. I
1: went to them. I explained the story to them. And they said, oh, it's time for you to quarantine, Frank.
0: And are they currently awaiting the test results of the croissant?
1: Uh, I believe, yes. It takes a little bit more time for pastry Mm. test to come back (laughs) than it does for, you know, a regular human uh, COVID test.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. (laughs) Wow, bravo.
1: (laughs) Perfect with the end of the music. Perfect ended,
0: wow. Look at that. Look at that.
1: Um... So yeah, COVID news. So yeah, one person in the latest batch of testing. Also, uh, I don't know if you saw it today, the Raptors announced that they will be staying in Tampa Bay for the remainder of the season. So they, they announced that as definite. They said they've they've gotten comfortable there at this point. There's no reason to try and figure out a way to, to go back to Toronto. So they're just going to stick it out in Tampa Bay. And then the most important thing COVID-related this week, actually, is that just yesterday, the governor of New York uh, Governor Cuomo announced that beginning um, toward the end of this month, sporting venues in the state will now be allowed to open to ten percent capacity. A lot of so mixed that means for the Knicks, they're going to start. They're going to be allowed to have two thousand fans in MSG starting. I think with the game on the twenty third. I cannot and fucking
0: so, wait for this.
1: Who knows what's going to happen here? I mean, I don't know. You know, where? What are we talking about? I know the Pistons the other day, I don't know if you saw anything in the Pistons game against the Nets. They only had people on like one side of the court, the side of the court that you could actually see from the camera angle. So are they going to do that? Can they space out 2,000 people enough in the lower bowl? Are they going to have to go high up? Who, who knows?
2: Well, I mean, it, I could tell you I'm trying to get fucking tickets as soon as they... Become available. Whether it's, I'm not. I'm not interested in getting ticket tickets selling but, them or whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm not fucking going to the stadium. You want to go? But I am. The New I York am City? excited to. Yes. I'm excited to hear Knicks fans at the game. I don't fucking need to be one of them, but they're going to be fucking loud the first time they get to see this team again.
2: Well, when the opportunity presents itself, I'm getting tickets. You tell me you don't want to go with me. Are they going yeah, to make them available?
1: Those are the general. Po- you got to expect that there's at least two thousand season. Ticket holders plus. So, I mean, you would think it would be offered to them first.
2: Supposedly it will be, but I also wonder if, you know, some of those are going to end up on, well, I'm you sure they end up on like, you know,
1: SeatGeek and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure people will try because you could, they could probably get a premium for
0: them. Yeah. 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 I'll pass. Thanks, though.
1: Yeah. No, I, no thanks. I don't need to go into the garden. <laughs> I have zero oh,
0: interest. <laughs> no thanks.
1: Um, Speaking about the Garden and the team, the second round of All-Star voting was announced today. Julius Randle is still sitting comfortably in that eighth spot. He has not moved up or down. So, I mean, obviously he's not going to start. You'd hope those numbers get him into... Um, the game itself. All-Star voting in and of itself is a joke. It's been a joke for a long time. I don't know if you saw, but Clay Thompson, who will not play a game this season, is like number eighth in the guard position out out west. That's ridiculous. Uh, also, they are floating the possibility of holding the slam dunk contest during halftime, like a smaller contest, during halftime of the All-Star game. Interesting. They're still trying to work on that. I saw something today about Obi being... Question about possibly taking part in the slam dunk contest.
2: Will he have the stamina to do it? Because, you know, it may take like what? 15 minutes to get through that <laughs> halftime. And, you know, he's really conditioned for about 10 minutes of playing time, maybe 11.
0: They're not thinking about putting him in the three-point shooting contest?
1: Over? <laughs> oh, man. No. No. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. And last but not least, the, the Mavs. Just an update on the record. The Mavs are 12 and 14. They've been on a little bit of a run. Sucks. Yeah, good old KP is uh, playing his best ball of the season over the last couple of games. But more importantly, with the Mavs, I don't know if you saw this the other day. Mark Cuban announced that they were no longer going to be playing the national anthem before any of their games because he didn't want to have to worry about who was, you know, about like kneeling, and he didn't want to worry about the the national anthem. <laughs> so police. fucking
0: weird, yeah. So, so they're just initially, not going to fucking play it at all.
1: Initially, the NBA was like, you know, whatever. But they came out today and they're like, no, everybody's following the same rules and everybody will be playing the national anthem before the game. So, and that's the way basketball bounces.
0: There he is. Nice job.
1: I'll do what I can.
0: All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a HardnicksLife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardnicks Life. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. And you can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. And remember, you can call us at
2: 516-33-MESH1. Be sure to call us with your hot takes on the Knicks after the game, before the game, or about the pod itself, or anything in Knicks world.
0: Yeah, if if you need a topic to call out, maybe you just call up and you tell us how this podcast has changed your life, for better or for worse. This is the one podcast that... Just fill in the blank. We are the only
1: podcast where...
0: People ask you if you want it in the butt. There you go. What did I just say? People ask you if you want it in the butt.
2: (laughs) People (laughs) ask you if you want it in the butt.
0: Okay. (laughs) And remember, you can uh, buy our merch at hardnickslife.threadless.com. Jay, give us the schedule, the upcoming schedule. We play three games in the next four nights. It's going to be a busy, busy weekend. Three
1: games in the next four nights, yes. We have Friday at Washington. Saturday, oh, he's back to backs. Uh, they're home at uh, for Houston. Then Monday versus Atlanta at home. And then Wednesday, they're in Orlando. So that's four
0: games in the next six nights. Yeah, that's not what he asked for, Jay. He asked for the three games in four nights. That's all right. He, he went above and beyond. Barry, I'm very excited that you, you turned your mood around because I could tell when Jay and I shot you down for Nick's tickets that you were visibly upset <laughs> about that.
2: <laughs> I figured that's where you guys would
0: stand.
1: But you oh, you, know, you
0: looked like sad. Jay, didn't he look sad?
1: He did. I, I mean, listen, technically, I mean, I'm immune at this point. Now that I've got my two shots in yeah. me. What do you have to I've worry about? I've got my immunity. I don't need to worry. You you two jokers have to worry. So, I don't so to But worry you still shit. wouldn't go with me. No
2: uh. <laughs> Why not? No
1: uh, No thanks
2: <laughs> Don't you like the idea of like First of all I don't know what the concession stand situation Is going to be like at the garden with COVID But let's say they have food Aren't you looking forward to the fact When you have to go to the bathroom You have to get food You're not going to have to like squeeze in between people And like you know rub your butt up against their crotch and be like excuse me, excuse me, excuse me As you go down the aisle Because there's going to be nobody in your aisle That's yeah, nice but
1: that's but that's because of people are afraid to get COVID.
0: All right, guys, until next time, which will be in a few days, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.